Okay, so I'm about to talk about some stuff that I am not good at, not at all. Now, I've had to learn with some time, with a lot of experience, but I'm no expert. And this is a podcast, so what else is new, right? But hey, you've been warned. Let's go. All right, welcome to another episode of Sketch and Release, where I'll talk about different aspects of the creative process and how those things can apply to daily life. Now, every episode is about creating something new, sending it out into the world, and just seeing what happens. With this episode, I want to be able to talk about being organized and maintaining structure, and which is not, not something I'm necessarily good at. I've had to learn how to do it and how to be better at it, mostly through necessity whether it's with work or a specific type of project, uh, maybe it's learning a skill, I had to really approach things with a little bit more order and structure than I might naturally be used to. And recently, a storm broke out, a winter storm broke out here in Texas. And it probably made the news, you probably saw it. It was very interesting to see just how much structure I built in my life when things like power went out. And things like water wasn't working. Things like internet wasn't working. And I really started to get the feeling of things were breaking down. And to the point where you almost feel like you're cut off from the world. And you're not sure how you're going to get things done. And how you're going to kind of keep moving forward. So on that note, I, I wanted to pull up this. Uh, I found a, a, an article in the recent news that really talked about um, that whole event and how it affected a lot of people throughout the city, throughout the state of Texas, and probably throughout the country, really, because this was a massive storm. But uh, it talked about how to protect your mental health in a time like that. Because not, on, not only the storm happened, but there's the pandemic that's going on everywhere. So I was reading this article, and one thing that I noticed in there, there's a section about creating structure. So let me just read a couple of these points to you and just show you, because this is kind of what I was already thinking for this episode. So one of the points here is create a daily schedule for you and your family. Now, that's something that that's really applies to your home and it applies to keeping things running in a timely manner. That's really hard to do when you don't have power and you don't have water. Um, but that is something that I think is important just in general. Um, it does also talk about limit how often you watch or listen to anything that negatively affects your mental health. So now that could be TV or social media. That could be um, people around you that are maybe just not contributing in a good, positive way to your mental state. So another item here is uh, protect your sleep. Um, try to eat at regular times. Uh, maintain an exercise routine. So those are all good things for your physical well-being. And those, those all do affect your mental state, but also it, it can affect your creativity and your productivity in a time like this. So that, that's just a few points that uh, I thought were pretty relevant to, to what I want to discuss. But I also want to talk about how you can apply that to this creative process, the work that we do. Now, how to create structure. Now, I think that this is more than just about productivity. It's more than about just doing the most work you can. It's just a good way to clear your head and find focus. 
So it's not about just cranking out work, but it's about cranking out good work. And maybe you work a little bit slower or at just a different pace, but your work, the end result could be better. And I think that's always the goal when you're in a creative field. You can certainly just take the easy way and do it fast, but not necessarily good. And that's, that's totally doable. But I think for any of us who are in the creative field, I think we want to have a certain pride in our work and feel like and feel a reward from what we've done. So one thing that I've learned and I've had to really take into account is establishing a routine. Now, whether that's a specific time or the same time, uh, maybe it's the same location or, or a workspace, your setting can really make a difference. If you're bouncing around from place to place or, you know, different times of day or different days of the week, let's say, where you focus on different projects, that can be really hard uh, to, to find a certain structure in that. So there was a point several years ago where I was working pretty far from my house, where I had a drive that was up to an hour one way. And rather than spend that time in my car, frustrated in traffic, just building stress before I even started my workday, I turned it around and I said, well, I'll get up early, much earlier than usual, and I'll make that drive at a time when there's less traffic on the road. Now, the time of day that that was, was like 5.30 in the morning, which is pretty ridiculous for me. I'm not a morning person. So for me to force myself to get up at five o'clock or earlier and get out the door and get to my office within sometimes 20 or 30 minutes versus an hour, that really changed my approach to the day it changed my mental state, it changed my mood in a positive way. Now, the other thing about that was I was getting to work like two hours early and I had to take some time and really think that through of, well, I don't necessarily want to be at work at that early of a time because by the time the end of the day rolls around, I feel like I've been at work for like 12 hours. So I had to make an adjustment there, another adjustment, right? We're, we're kind of building on this structure that's already been set. And one thing that I did was I decided to not go straight into the office. I'd certainly get in the part of town that I needed to be at so that I could get to work easily and quickly. But I didn't go to my office because I thought that would just kind of negatively affect my mood and mental state in, a, in another way. So I built a different structure around that where I would go to uh, a coffee shop and just hang out there. And as I did that, I started to realize, oh, you know what? I can use this time to do other stuff, to draw, to maybe write some things, to maybe uh, do a little bit of research and a little bit of um, reading maybe. And all those things contributed to me in another positive way. So now that's even before my work day started. And I think that was an important thing to have that kind of time in the day, time to just sit and think or actively pursue something that is not related to work 
and you know is is something that's purely and maybe it's just even it's just a flight of fancy i just want to chase this idea down and see what happens and it'll really allow me to do some some fun stuff and and have uh, a good time with it and so when the pandemic hit uh, in 2020 i didn't drive to work anymore didn't have to be there every day at that certain time so that really changed me in a different way where that time that I had before my workday started, it wasn't necessary anymore. And so I had to find a new way to still have that in my life or as part of my day, but not in that same circumstance. So that was really hard. I had to readjust and basically throw away the old structure that I had created, start a new one. And even then, when this winter storm happened, and which as I'm recording this was just a week ago, when this happened, it really showed me just how much structure I still had, even though it wasn't the same as I had had for years, I'd still had some structure because when you have no power, no water, and, and all these things are kind of cut off from you, there's not much you can do. And you can't really drive. <laughs> the conditions on the roads weren't great. So, so that really showed me like structure is very important. It's very important to not only your creative work and, and what you create and the, and the results that you get. It's important to your mental health. And that can affect your workplace. That can affect your output again. Um, but it can also just affect your daily life in general. If you have family, if you have people around you, you know, that can affect them too. That was really a, a, an interesting time and it really made me look at what kind of structure is important and what you really can't throw away. You know, there are some things about uh, the world and the society we work in that there's still gotta be some kind of order to things or it all starts to fall apart, right? So there's still some limits of how much we can throw away and, and how much we can disregard. So, Let's talk about this. Um, not only establishing a routine, a time and location, those are good to get you physically in the right place to do some good work. But also, on a mental note, you want to be able to minimize distractions. And that means uh, setting some boundaries and drawing some limits of what you should be doing and what you should not be doing. Maybe who should be around you and who should not be around you. Uh, maybe the times of day, you know, it's like I have to cut at this time of day and do not think about it. Not only do not work on it, but do not think about it after that time or before that time. So I've had to do that in my home. I work from home these days and I've had to make some adjustments to my home office in terms of, uh, you know, letting everyone in my home know that, Okay, now is work time. Now something is being done. I really can't be disturbed right now. And that's taken some adjustment, uh, not just for me, but for everyone in my home. But that's part of what helps me get through that. That's a part of what's helping me record this right now. I put a record light up on my door. So now you know that something's going on, something's being done right now, can't be disturbed. Okay, so... You've got a, a way to create a physical time and date or a space. You've got a way to mentally kind of stay, stay focused. Um, 
And, you know, something to keep in mind when you're building structure like this for creating or for doing your work, it doesn't have to be rigid and soulless. It doesn't have to be so, uh, so strict. You know, the idea is not to just deny yourself from everything that's going on in the world. But the idea for me, the goal is clarity. The goal is a little bit of order. And that helps me be able to focus. And sometimes it's a matter of if I'm working on my computer, I just close all the windows and I just stay in one window. And if you've ever done any writing, if you know anything about like even Microsoft Word, some word processing software, a lot of them have what they call a focus mode, which basically removes any other window dressing or, or blocks out any other apps, uh, anything that might pop up on your screen. So all you see is the words in front of you. And that's actually, that's a pretty smart feature, I think. And I've used it from time to time. And probably I should use it more, but I'm getting there. Uh, the idea, though, is that you really have to be able to zero in on what you want to do and commit all of your mind space, all of your mental energy towards that. And so removing distractions, whether it's putting your phone away, turning off your notifications, uh, you know, again, minimizing or hiding other windows and apps, you know, turning off alerts, all those things, they seem like they're minor, but when they all add up, it can be a lot. And so I think that's a, a big thing is it's not about just, you know, shutting out the world, but it's about being able to focus yourself on what you have to do and let yourself really live in that space. I think for me, the, the way that I feel like is more creative is to just freestyle it, is to just say, you know what, I'm just going to let my mind wander and we'll just, uh, we'll just see what happens. I'm going to throw some ideas down and maybe something good will come out of this. Maybe something interesting, maybe something unexpected and a, and a nice, happy accident or a surprise. Well, those are great. I mean, that's great when that happens. And that does happen. And it certainly happened to me. But I do know that if it's a matter of, uh, if it's a matter of I got to get this done today, and I've got to uh, do it right or do it well, I really have to focus. And that means I can't freestyle it. I can't just like see what happens. And sometimes that's a matter of, well, with experience, you can pick up certain sensibilities or certain intuition about if I go down this road or if I kind of know this is the, this is the idea I want to get to, I know my way is there. I know the shortcuts. I know kind of quickly how I can get to do that, whether it's something you're, you're drawing or, or design or you're, you know, writing some music or, or anything, you know, with time, you'll know where the shortcuts are and how you can quickly get to what you're trying to create. But I think the alternative to focused, dedicated work is this idea of multitasking. So I've been working for over 20 years in this field. I've never been able to multitask. Not when it comes to creative work, I just can't. You know, the mind, when it comes to having original ideas or developing original thoughts, which is already hard enough in itself, 
You can't do those at the same time. It just can't be done. And I feel like there are times when I can do it, but that's not true multitasking. If I'm thinking about one thing and I'm really in it, I'm really in it, I'm in the zone, I, I don't find it possible. That just, that doesn't make sense to me, to be able to also be deep in the zone of something else. So if I'm using tools that allow me to do that in a technical sense, sure, okay. I'm recording this right now. Maybe I'm also rendering some video. Maybe I'm also uploading something to a server somewhere. Yeah, that's multitasking. I'm getting three things done at the same time, but I'm not creatively doing them. The technology is doing them. What I'm doing right now is recording this podcast. That's the only thing I'm thinking about. So this idea of multitasking is really kind of a, I feel like it's a misnomer. It's not really a, a real thing when it comes to the human mind and being creative. So when that ever gets brought up in conversation about, you know, workflows and how we can be more productive, I, I always got to look sideways at that. So, you know, I, I take that with a grain of salt. Now, for me, what it really comes down to when you're building structure, when you're building some kind of process or a workflow or just a routine for yourself, there's a lot of chaos that can happen, especially in the creative space and in that mindset. You've got a lot of ideas floating around, a lot of things you want to create, and, and new things are always happening. And sometimes things are falling away and dropping off. And so you want to be able to lay that down while it's fresh, while it makes sense. And so that's a lot that's going on. It's a lot of chaos. And when you've got all that going on in your head, on top of everything else that's going on around you and in your life, finding some order, building some structure can at least make that less chaotic or at least seem less chaotic. And so that's where I've had to really learn. You know, I said at the beginning that I'm not good at this. I'm, I'm not uh, naturally organized or structured in my, in my way of thinking, in my, in my personal life, in my workspace. I'm just not. I mean, I'll, I'll, live, I'll own that right now. But I've had to learn certain times and certain ways that that is just necessary. I'll give you an example. So if you look at my files, the way I have things laid out for, for this podcast, for different projects that I'm working on, you'll see, I really try to organize things in folders. I really try to name things in, in a sensible way. Um, I really try to keep things somewhat uh, organized and structured, uh, let's say on a, on a hard drive somewhere in a, in a folder, um, even in documents, you know. I do all the editing for this with Premiere, uh, and I keep all of that labeled and organized and named in a way that makes sense. Because here's why. It's not for me. I mean, yes, it's for me. I'm doing this work for me. But I've learned over time, working in teams and in design departments, that I may not be the only one working on this. I may have other people on my team that have to pick up this project or I have to hand it off to them. And rather than 
explain to them, okay, this is how this works. This is what that's supposed to be. That's what that might be. If I take the time up front to be organized and to label things and name things and structure things, I don't want to say correctly, but in a logical or reasonable way, it's much easier for me to hand that off to someone and say, okay, here you go. Here's how this works. Take a look at it. You should be able to figure this out. If you don't, we can talk about it, whatever. But here you go. And chances are better that that person will be able to take that, get started right away, less trouble, less headaches. Now, that results in better productivity, sure. But it also takes that out of the way of any creative challenges on top of that. So that organization, that structure, I've had to learn that just through work. I guess it's, a, it's more of a courtesy or, or consideration for other people that I'm working with and other factors that are involved. Now, it's not something I'm naturally good at. Again, if you look at my actual desktop, like my actual desk where I work and everything that's on it, it's a lot and it's kind of everywhere. But I know that if I have to quickly... I can find what I need and I can get to work on it. And if I also have to clean it up, I can do that quickly too. So it's a matter of, uh, it's not pure chaos. It's a little bit organized chaos, but the idea is that there's enough structure where I can get through and do the things I need to do. And yet still feel like, uh, it's a, it's a natural organic space for me. So, now, don't get me wrong. It's not a mess. It's a little messy, but it's not a total mess. <laughs> but I think if you're a creative person, too, if you if this is your field you're in this, I suspect this may also be your way of working, too. Not everybody's like it. I get it. Some people are very organized and I, man, I admire that kind of thing. It's just not me. And I as much as I tried, it's never really, really worked out yet. But, you know, the lessons I've learned about being organized and having that kind of routine or structure to what I do, it does apply to other things. So I started to try and take a healthier approach to um, my fitness and eating and just overall my physical state. So first it started with diet and that included really, really taking the leap of tracking my meals and counting calories and really understanding like what does what in terms of foods and nutrients and that kind of thing. And that's not something I'd really naturally normally have an interest in. But when I took into account like, well, this is going to affect me physically and my well-being, I guess I should be invested in this. I guess I should learn what these things are and how to do better at it. So I did. I took that leap, started really focusing on that. And then after that, I got into running, which, uh, you know, for 40 years, never cared about running, had no interest. But when I started to see, and believe me, I started small. I started with walking, really, and really tried to find my way through it. And I learned that there's a lot to running, a lot to that kind of athletic or I don't say athletic, that kind of regular activity <laughs> that uh, 
it's deeper than it seems and it's more complicated than it seems. And so I had to really take the time and read and learn and understand how the body works and how my body was working and how I didn't know how to run, apparently. I really didn't even know how to walk because I really had to retrain myself. And so it required not just the learning of like what I'm doing wrong and how to do it right and how to do it better, but it required me to really stop everything else from getting in the way of that. So I really had to establish a pattern, I had to establish a routine. And that meant I run at a certain time of day, I run with certain types of shoes, let's say. Um, I eat certain times of day that won't affect the running. And you know, I have to change what I eat sometimes because I know I have to run a certain day. So I really had to, it, it just ripples all through everything else about if you want to get this done and you want to do it well or do it in a way that benefits you the most, you really do have to make, make it part of your lifestyle. And it really has to affect everything around you. And so that, you know, coming back to creative work, I think it's the same thing. If you really want to do creative, interesting, engaging, unique work, you can't let the other things, the, the, the minutiae, the, the tedious stuff, get in your way. And that's really hard, especially now. These days, it's really hard to minimize all that stuff. And if you've got a family home, if you've got people in your life that are, you know, they, they require time. They require attention, and that's no, there's nothing wrong with that. You just have to find a way to make those work. And if that just means drawing a little bit of a limit here, establishing a little bit of a boundary there, and everybody understands, like, there's a good reason for this. It's not just because I just don't want to. It's because I need to have this space or this time to have the, the right mental mindset to get my work done and do it well. And when it comes to creative work, that's really tricky because there's already, like I said, there's already a lot going on with the ideas you might have. And so being able to isolate that a little bit, silo it off and let that exist on its own. When it comes down to it, for me, it's always been about working smarter, not harder. Because if I can do the same amount of work in half the time by just being more structured about it, being more organized, or being a little more focused, why wouldn't I do that? Why would I take longer because, oh, I got to stop and do this, or I got to you know, mind that for a minute, or, oh, email came up, let me go do that. I, I have to like not do that. That doesn't help me. Because I'd rather get the work done faster and better and easier than just like slog through it day after day after day after day. That isn't, there's no reward in that for me. And really, when it comes down to creative work, that's why I always see the, the, the trade-off is where's the reward? Because I think <laughs> when it comes down to doing something that's from your mind or from your heart and that's not appreciated, just in the sense of other people may not understand like, oh, you made this out of nothing. You created this idea or 
built on this idea from your own imagination. A lot of people don't see that. They don't understand that. That's all right. That's fine. There's a lot of things other people do in the world. I don't know how they do it, and I don't really need to know. It's not a concern. So for me, that's always been, I know that I'm doing it right. I know that I'm doing it well. And I have to be able to have that reward for myself. So that's a little bit of a selfish take on it, maybe. But that's just how I feel. That's, I mean, why would I do it if I didn't think I would be good at it? Or I didn't think I would get something good out of it for me? Yeah, you could pay me money. I'll take the money for a project, for work, for a job. Yes, sure. I'm into it. But it's also about, I know that I'm doing a good job. I know that I'm doing the best that I can. And that's part of uh, what makes it working smarter, not working harder. All right, so I think I've been talking enough. And uh, I'll tell you what, let's call it a, let's call it a day here. If you, uh, if you have any thoughts on this episode, uh, you want to share your own experience, uh, you can always go to the Patreon and leave a comment there with this episode. Uh, that's patreon.com slash Robert Cortez. That's me, this guy. And uh, speaking of which, um, extra special thanks to those Patreon supporters. There's other stuff there besides this podcast. There'll be some cool new content that's coming. I'm also doing some stuff where we're talking about some older projects and what we learn from that, more specifically. Oh, you know what? And if you're new to the podcast, be sure to subscribe at sketchrelease.com. Easy enough. Got a whole new domain and everything. You can get episodes there. You can find links to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the other podcast places. I appreciate you listening and subscribing. And let me know what you think. In the meantime... Thank you for listening and keep up the creationing. <laughs> All right, do your thing and we'll talk later.